1: to a Tuesday here on the Ken Miller Show at 1700 KBGG. Trent Connor and myself with you for the next two hours. We are here every Monday through Friday from noon until 2 talking local sports with you. Coming up on the program today, heavy, heavy ESPN conversation. In the first hour, Mitch Sherman, who covers college football for ESPN.com. Uh, Mitch, uh, for the longest time, had been—I uh, don't want to say exclusive Big Twelve, but certainly most weeks he'd been covering the Big Twelve. But uh, Mitch is—he's uh, located in in uh, in Omaha, um, and he's done a lot of Big Ten stuff. In fact, as I think he's—if you listened to the show yesterday—we uh, reminded you that Mitch has made the sojourn over from Nebraska to the to our fine state. The last two weeks, two weeks ago, he's at Jack Trice for TCU. Last weekend, he was at Kinnick for Ohio State. Hopefully he's coming back this week at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning to watch Iowa State and Oklahoma State. He's on a roll with his coverage. So Mitch Sherman talking college football at 1220. Zubin Mahente back with us on a Tuesday today at 1240. We'll go inside uh, sports with Zubin. We bounce all around. There's no topic in the world of sports that Zubin's not uh, up on. And uh, I'm I'm guessing it'll be a lot of playoff conversation uh, with Zubin as the college football the second college football playoff rankings are unveiled tonight. There'll be no change in the top four. After that, uh, we shall see. Uh, Unless you think there will be Trent. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Do you think Alabama Georgia flip flop? Is that what you're thinking?
2: I think that'll stay the same. Four. Wait on four. Oklahoma. Maybe he'll sneak in front after that road win against Oki State.
1: Yeah, does the fact that the, the defense gave up as many points, does that t- does that uh, get in the committee's head a l- little bit?
2: Game control? Isn't that the term that we heard uh, a couple of years back? I did hear that. I forgot game, about that. Game control? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just the made-up Remember, that was a talker. That was,
1: yeah. Because yeah. I think we were talking, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> when did that become a criteria? It's um, a new one. Yeah, it is a new I'm one. I'm
2: waiting for the new one because we didn't really get anything new last week. mm but there's got to be a new term they'll come up to to justify whatever they do. All
1: right, so you think maybe at four. So we'll see. Good. That's Trent Condon. Of course, he's here with me, as we've said, every noon until two. Uh, in the one o'clock hour, John Miller will be here, uh, Hawkeynation.com. Nick Baer, Trent Condon, three to four weeks, broken finger. Look, I guess if there's a silver lining in all of this, it's it's it's, it's as deep a bench as there is in college basketball. Right, right. So maybe somebody gets some minutes that normally would have in the month of November. However, if it lingers into December with the schedule being what it is this year due to the Big Ten tournament moving up uh, on the calendar, there's a couple of Big Ten games that may factor into things here.
2: Yeah, you get the ACC after they come back from the Cayman Islands, which probably is off the table. You know, maybe, As far as him playing? Right. Yeah, it would it'd be. I mean, it would be at the very beginning of that three weeks. Mm-hmm. It happened over the weekend. But uh, they play Cincinnati more than likely in the championship game. You come back. You go to Vautech, ACC Big Ten mm-hmm. Challenge, road game, first real road game of the season, then those two Big Ten games, Penn State and Indiana. Penn State's at home, Indiana's on the road. When's the Seahawks? So the Seahawks follows? Then that's right after that. Right after Thursday. that. Thursday. So they will go ACC, well, Cincinnati, Cayman Islands, fly back, yep. fly to Vautech, get a Saturday game with Penn State, a Monday road trip to Indiana, Thursday night, Iowa State. Saturday, Monday, that's that's an interesting little back-to-backer. Everybody has that in the big time. I like it. I like everybody's running
1: the same course. Two
2: games in three days for everybody. One home, one road. Nobody has two road or two Mm -hmm. home. Everybody has the same schedule, just flip-flopped if you start at home or if you start on the road of those two. Uh,
1: So we shall see about uh, Nick Bear. So that was some news yesterday. So a lot of football conversation, obviously, with John. But we'll we'll sprinkle in some basketball. And then uh, to wrap things up at 140, uh, inside we go to the Minnesota Vikings. They're making some news today. Um, Timmy Otter, VikingUpdate.com will be here. It sounds as though Sam Bradford's year is over almost before it started. I mean, he played a game and a half. Uh, the first game he played uh, was really good. The second game he played was really bad, and it was obviously there was something wrong with him when he played uh, Monday Night Football against the Bears, and has not been seen since, and in all likelihood won't be seen again. And remains to be seen whether he's seen again. If he's seen again, what uniform he's wearing? Uh, as um, the Vikings got some decisions, they're going to have to make a quarterback. But Teddy Bridgewater, that decision is being made, and he will come off the physically unable to perform list and back into the. Depth chart, I guess, behind Case Keenum.
2: Yeah, and that uh, it changes things in a couple of different ways. First of all, there's no way Case Keenum was all of a sudden going to lose his job to Slaughter, right? Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kyle Slaughter, Slaughter. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I mean, that's not no. anything. So now there's a little more pressure on Case. Keenum. Mm-hmm. And, and how does that's he respond a to point, that, Trent? That's a yeah, that's a fair point. That's one I never uh,
1: considered. Knowing that there's a, a quarterback that it was his job that's now back on the roster. Look, Case Keenum. I guess the one thing I would say to kind of counter that is, Keenum's been in that spot wherever he's been, right? Sure. That he's, but that's a, that's a, that's a fair point that you make. But with Keenum's, I guess, resume, not sure it would affect him like it may affect some other quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Um, look, the the North I thought got a whole lot more interesting last night because mm-hmm. look, Green Bay's a bad football team. Yeah. It just goes to show you that uh, that uh, it's number twelve and that it's a roster of a bunch of meh. I mean, there's some nice players, don't get yeah. me wrong, but without, without Aaron Rodgers, what's Jordy Nelson? Without Aaron Rodgers, what's Randall Cobb? They can't run the football. Brian Belag is hurt again. You have to wonder if he's seen the last of Lambeau Field as far as that being his home stadium when he gets back because the injuries are just mounting up on this guy year after year after year, it seems. But look, he's got a Super Bowl ring. Uh, As a member of the Packers, he's had, uh, I think this is, what, his seventh year uh, since he's been gone from Iowa, made a ton of money. But if it's the ACL, he's out for, you know, who knows how long. And and Ted Thompson's coming under a lot of fire because this roster trend. I like King, the kid they drafted in the Mm -hmm. first round for the Pac-12 last year. He had his moments last night. But Matthew Stafford just carved up that Packers defense what a performance he had last night was probably my biggest takeaway from MNF.
2: And and you look at this Lions team. A week ago on Sunday Night Football against the Steelers, it was their inability in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Shot themselves in the foot a lot. They did. And a game where you have 500 yards of total offense, mm-hmm. in the NFL you think you're going to win. You, most times you would, yeah. And it didn't happen because of those inefficiencies in the red zone. They had to lay on a beat. Bad call. 10-second mm-hmm. runoff, game over. Yeah. And they got beat on that one. They lost the game down in New Orleans, where they gave up a ton. Oh, New of Orleans is pretty good. They are, yeah. What six straight now? Yep. Out of the Saints, this is a better Lions team, I think, than people maybe want to give them credit for because it is the Lions, right? And at six and two, the Vikings. You're still the Lions got you at home. Yep. How still, big is Thanksgiving? Then? You got to go to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Detroit, eleven thirty kickoff. I really love it. Know it Just well. love it. Know it well. And with it, you're just kind of left wondering, maybe this isn't the slam dunk maybe we thought of 24 hours ago.
1: Well, look at the Vikings next. Let's do the next four. Uh, I was going to say the next five, but I'm not going to put the Bengals in there. (laughs) Uh, The the Redskins this week at Redskins, Mm -hmm. home to the Rams. Rams are a terrific football team. Yes, they are. Um, And and the implications in that game with seeding, being on the table now with both the the Rams and the Vikings thinking they're playoff teams, both from the NFC, of course. At Lions, at
2: Atlanta, at Carolina. That next five-pack, Trent, pretty salty. For the next five on the road. Mm. Your home game is against the aforementioned Rams. right? All of a sudden, one and four? Well, if that's the case, then this
1: division is going to be the, the, the one they have to get. They absolutely have to even... The score with Detroit as far mm-hmm. as you cannot let Detroit go, go 2-0 and against you this right. year. You have to win Turkey Day, 1130 in the morning. What a great, great game locally for us. I yeah. mean, just massive. The Vikings and the Lions. What else is the slate that day? Do you know? Let me look real quick. See if I can find it before you can. All
2: right. We'll uh, scroll through here quickly. A um, couple weeks away. Yeah, it's, it's going to be here before we know it, unfortunately. Um you'll get there before. Game two, Chargers, Cowboys. Chargers are better.
1: Yeah. I mean the Cowboys are really good. Uh, and I, I think they're there's they're entering that really good uh air again. You know, even if they're not gonna have Ezekiel Elliott. Of course you want him. Prescott's terrific. Mm-hmm. Um but the Chargers are sneaky. I still think the Chargers are a factor in the AFC West. I mean, look at it's 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 the Chiefs division. But, and it's, it's clearly the Broncos are the worst team in the division. I think the Chargers are better than the Raiders, so that's a big spot. And we end on, uh, uh, where do we end Thursday night? Washington
2: Giants. Yeah. 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 That's a team that's given up. The Giants, Oh, yeah. yeah. They've quit on Ben McAdoo for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. That's a bad, bad football team. And you give up 51 to the Rams at home. Yeah. You've quit. You've quit.
1: Right. You've there were quit. two teams that quit that day. Denver quit. Yeah. Yep. In a, ironically, in another NFC East venue. Um, and the Giants quit at home, which is worse. And they both gave up 51. They have 50 burgers, right. It's crazy. Crazy. But the New York Giants... Like I've had a hor- horrible year. I'm just going to throw you under the bus here. <laughs> 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 that's your pick to win the East. It was. it was n- yeah, no. Longer. Not one of
2: my brightest moments. No, <laughs> look, we all have them, right? Good God, only knows. Iowa didn't have a shot to beat Ohio State, and uh, I said that yeah, last. Yeah, but week. you know what? You weren't alone in that. Yeah, that's Come true. On. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of people that thought that. Um,
1: yeah, jeez, that that just that that game. We can't get enough of it. I really can't. I know. What a great
2: great couple of weeks. The last two Saturdays in our state. My God, just reading everything. Mm-hmm. Every national you want, you want to see what they have to say about yeah. it. See, all right, there'll be some Ohio State talk in yeah. there, and it'll be about them more than anything. But still, great to see Iowa in there, and everyone kind of asked the same question we did: Where did that come from? Yeah, and and why
1: hadn't you seen it? if you can if you can conjure that one up? Where's that one been all year?
2: Well, you know, noon Monday, what the, our conversation will be. If seventeen thirteen Wisconsin wins, mm, where was yeah. the offense? Right. No, right. Why, why can't they do the Wisconsin's same? Wisconsin's
1: such a good second half team too. After the first thirty minutes, if you're feeling really good about the Hawks and you know they've got a lead, this, this was the Trent they've done it every every Saturday. It seems like seemingly every single week they've. Either opened up their lead, or to ex- extended their lead, or come back and taken a lead and drawn off. They are so good in the second half, but injuries are affecting that team.
2: Train. Yeah, they lost their uh, or one of their mm-hmm. linebackers, and mm-hmm. well, you know Kishi before the yep. season. They they're banged up there. Top wide receiver gone. Uh, Jazz Peavy, I think, is dinged up. That's what I saw. Yes. In He'll fact, play. there's going to be
1: yeah, there's 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 going to be some questions as how healthy he is.
2: But yes, he is going to try and go. So you go through that team and opportunity certainly there for Iowa. There mm-hmm. You look at their injury report compared to Iowa's. Oh my god! it, yeah. it, it just keeps going and going and going for, right. for Wisconsin this season. And it started before
1: the year started yeah. in August. And uh, I, I look, I, I thought that uh, they would be twelve and zero this year. I remember saying that back in I don't know June or July. Um, very few people would back me up on that because nobody heard me. Um, <laughs> but, but I did. But I look, I don't feel as good about that now. I really don't. Iowa can win this football game. Iowa can beat Wisconsin now you've been saying that for a while yeah um but it's just it, it's the it's the toll it's the it's the injury report that just keeps uh, getting longer and longer and longer and again if Iowa plays i don't want to say it
2: Close to what close, they close, right? Right. They can win the game. They, I think they win the game handily if they played like they did Saturday. They
1: were going to see unbelievable back-to-back freshman running backs in consecutive weeks. Look what happened at Nebraska when the Huskers saw those two freshman running backs in back-to-back weeks. Well, this is Iowa. I was now in the middle of it, but so far so good. Dobbins did squat, and right. now granted, they didn't give him the football, which is mind-numbing. And and Jonathan Taylor's a little bit banged up he as is? well, so yeah. I don't know if he's. You know, what, um, is he 90%, 80%? It's it's, it's, it's a 17-13 game in all likelihood, sure. but I'm not sure who has
2: 17. Well, and the other part of this is, A, the Ohio State defense was confused all game long. Uh, there was miscommunication. They never found anything they were comfortable with, and Brian Ferentz called a great game. Mm-hmm. But against the 3-4, I was not been able to figure that out. Now, I understand it is different. Here with Brian Ferentz as opposed to Greg Davis, yeah, and maybe he can game plan a little bit better. But the three four, it didn't seem like they had any clue what they were yeah. do, doing the last two years, especially mm-hmm. against that front. Now they won it two years ago, ten six, and last year. it was a fun game. I
1: I, I like ten six. I had no yeah. problem with ten six. Uh, let's get a, a hit on Iowa State. They'll uh, it's Senior Day. Man, that senior class. They're saying goodbye. Well, every year it happens, right? Mm-hmm. But. But you think about the, the, the two in particular from the C I M L. What Alan Lazard made to that team, I can still see Paul Rhodes' introductory signing day press conference. Joel Lanning, what he's meant to that team, and in particular this year, um, you know, two C I M L. kids that are really leaving a mark at Iowa State. will say goodbye to the home uh, uh, to the home fans the, this coming Saturday.
2: Yeah, and really, I mean, looking forward to that. Two guys that meant a lot. Had other opportunities that they certainly could have produced, uh, pursued, and especially in the case of Lazard. Oh, he had offers everywhere, right? right. I mean, Notre Dame, LSU. Mm-hmm. He he had his pick of the litter, but he wanted to stay home. He wanted to play where his dad and his brother were. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to do those things, and now he's being rewarded. You know, he he with stuck post-season. it out. very easy. He could have, after a sophomore year, looked for another place. Mm-hmm. He absolutely could have done that. Stuck it out, and now a senior year that. We'll go down in say, regardless of what happens the rest of the year. This will be long remembered for those wins, especially the win at Oklahoma.
1: Well, I've seen uh, uh, two guys, uh, two bowl projections within the last 24 hours. And I don't think that when we talked about it yesterday, these were these are new ones that I've seen, including Bill Benders, who's going to join us on Thursday. He has Iowa State in the Alamo Bowl, both of them. The last two I've seen, Iowa State's in San Antonio, and they're facing USC, Sam Darnold wow. and USC. <laughs> Which I mean, think about that. Yeah, I mean it's going to be confusing as hell because they both wear the same uniforms. For I, I'm going to
2: guess the Cyclones will go with something. They'll probably bring out the, <laughs> the Grays or the, something the, like that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, it'll force USC
1: to do something different. <laughs> right. But um, but how? I mean, good God, a re uh, a postseason reward of the Alamo Bowl for that fan base on the 28th of December against USC, and I think they're probably going to have to be eight and four to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this Oklahoma state game is going to go so far to determining where they're going to go cuz I think if they fall it's the camping what's the camping, camping bo- world camping world in Orlando right i i think the fans would love it Houston would be great i think yeah. um like it's not all about me it's mm-hmm. not all about me i just don't like Orlando yeah. right i mean the fans a florida bowl trip for Iowa state of course their fan base would be giddy right we've got to take a break mitch sherman espn.com more college football conversation uh, coming up next with Mitch and then, well, more college football conversation coming up with Zubin. We're here until, uh, two o'clock in the, uh, in the one o'clock hour, John Miller, Hawkeye Nation and Tim dot VikingUpdate.com. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday from noon until two. It's the Ken Miller Show. We're on 1700 KBGG.
0: Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KVGG.
3: Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better. With New Leaf Wellness, call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358.
4: Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale.
0: This is a test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. This is my bachelor party. Tonight on The Flash. Gentlemen, I welcome you to the Golden Booty. What happens in Central City. God,
1: I wish I could have a drink.
0: Should stay in Central City.
1: Your special concoction.
0: The Flash gets turned up. You're going to need to walk this off. (laughs) Or run it off because I'm The Flash. And the party crashers get deadly. Kill them! Flash followed by DC's Legends of Tomorrow only tonight on The CW. The heroes come out to play.
4: Tonight at 7 on CW Iowa 23.
3: This is Jake Sweezy from 1700 KBGG. In a car crash, unbuckled passengers can become projectiles and increase the risk of hurting or killing others in the car by 40%. Make zero fatalities your goal. Buckle up every seat, every time.
1: Special Olympics Iowa will host their annual state bowling competition on Saturday, November the 18th at Bolarama and Merle Hay Lanes in Des Moines. Bowling sessions will begin at 9.30 in the morning and continue throughout the day. Bowling is one of the most popular Special Olympics sports. It is a particularly beneficial sport to people with intellectual disabilities, regardless of their age or sports abilities, since it ensures participation and social integration. Plus, it's great fun. Athletes will participate in singles, doubles, unified doubles, or uni- Unified team play. Come out to Bolarama or Merle Hay Lanes on Saturday, November the 18th, to cheer these athletes on as they bowl. If you're interested in volunteering for Special Olympics Iowa State Bowling Tournament, go to soiowa.org/volunteer to get signed up today. For more information about Special Olympics Iowa, log on to soiowa.org or call the state office at 515-986-5520.
5: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
0: You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back, Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I with you noon until 2 o'clock. Zubin Mehente from ESPN coming up in about uh, 15 minutes or so in his weekly spot. We look forward to catching up with Zubin. Speaking of ESPN, p- d- dot com on the end, we find Mitch Sherman, who's back in the state. He's in Iowa City uh, covering uh, the Hawkeyes press conference today, and he joins us. Mitch, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Mitch Sherman. How are you?
6: I'm good, guys. How are
1: you? Doing fine. Can you um, forego the Madison trip this weekend? And we we need you back in the state. The the back-to-back weeks, you're at Jack Trice as the Cyclones knocked off TCU. You were at Kinnick when the Hawkeyes knocked off uh, Ohio State. And Oklahoma State's paying a visit to uh, Jack Trice this week. It'd sure be nice to have you. Mitch, you are a good luck charm.
6: I guess so. Um, you know, uh, my... Uh my powers have worked wonders for the home underdog the last couple of weeks. So at least you can take some solace in knowing that in Madison, uh, I, I won't be, I won't be, uh, giving aid to the Badgers who are of course expected to beat Iowa. So I think it works only when the home team, uh, you know, is in line to rush the field after the game, which we've seen in Ames and Iowa city the last, uh, the last two weeks, not sure how that's going to play out, uh, with, uh, with my, my magical, uh, ability in, uh, I can't Randall, but uh yeah, if if uh, if Oklahoma State and, and Iowa State had taken care of business um last week, yep. I very likely could have been headed to Ames on Saturday, but they both lost and Iowa and Wisconsin both won. So I am headed up north. No, it's a big
1: game that you're going to be covering this week, no, no doubt about that. And it was a big game you covered last week, uh, Ohio State. Where do you think the Buckeyes went wrong in that football game? I mean, Dobbins gets, he hardly sees the football in the second half. JT Barrett, who had its remarkable comeback against Penn State the week before, uh, was nowhere close to being able to duplicate that performance. Uh, Iowa just over, this is crazy to say, Iowa overwhelmed Dude. Ohio State this past weekend.
6: Yeah, it is strange to say. But, it, I mean, we saw it, and that's what happened. You know, it, it went wrong late in the second quarter for Ohio State. At that point, um, I didn't think that it was a good place for Iowa to be in a track meet with with Ohio State. Uh, you saw it was 17-17, and both teams were kind of going up and down the field. I don't think there was a punt until midway through the second quarter. And I figured with, I think, most people that, eventually that would favor the Buckeyes and you know if you want to pin it down on one play there was a drive as Iowa went in to go up by a score and 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 really never looked back uh the play when Nick Bosa was ejected for targeting and I know Nate Stanley said after the game that he thought that was a normal football play it was probably um you know one of those targeting calls that's open for debate not a lot of argument or any argument from Urban Meyer after the game on that but um, you know, that gave Iowa renewed life on a possession that would have been over if that, that that flag had not been thrown. Uh the Hawkeye's capitalized down to Noah Fant, one of the four to tight ends. And and then they got the pick. Josh Jackson got the first of his three picks right after that. When you could tell that Barrett was was stressed for whatever reason um on that possession deep in deep in um, deep in his own territory and Iowa punched another one in right before before half and at that point, the pressure was really on Ohio State, and they just didn't respond after halftime, which was a surprise coming from what we saw a week ago in Columbus against Penn State. So, um, you know, I kind of pinpointed right back to that, uh, those moments at the end, of the end of the first half.
2: Mitch, the uh, national narrative after that loss for Ohio State, and of course the Penn State loss to Michigan State, that outside of a 13-0 Wisconsin, the Big Ten, uh, their chances are dead of making the college football playoff.
6: Do you subscribe to that theory? Yeah, I mean that was my initial reaction um at Kinnick on Saturday was that there's nothing Ohio State can do to get back into the the playoff race. I mean there's always uh, scenarios in which you can find a two-loss conference champ getting in, but uh the nature of the loss on on uh, oh, really both of both of Ohio State's losses and neither of them were close games. Um and you know, good opponents, um you know, one uh, an opponent that's another playoff contender, uh, but but still I think a 31 point loss uh, and, and then, a, and then a you know a two touchdown loss to Oklahoma. I mean, if there's one team that can do it based on what we've seen with the playoff committee over the first three years, I suppose it's Ohio State. Uh, run the table, win the Big Ten convincingly over Wisconsin. But I, but no, I'm I'm, I'm going to say I'm with that it's it's it, it can't happen. Ohio State cannot get in the playoff as things stand right now. And and clearly Penn State's in that same situation. So so that yeah, Michigan State, same thing with two losses. Michigan, um, there's just not going to be an East team. They beat each other up too much, and Iowa's beat up beat up beat them up too much. In the case of Ohio State, it's just it's not going to be in the cards for the Big Ten East this year, which leaves. Wisconsin as the only one, and they've got extremely small margin for error. Yeah. One loss, and they're, and they're done.
1: When you look at Wisconsin, Mitch, Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com uh, is our guest. He'll be in Madison for Wisconsin uh, hosting Iowa this week. This is a Wisconsin team that, that I picked them to go 12-0 and 0 before this season. I don't think I'm going to be right. The, the injuries have really taken their mm-hmm. toll. I don't like Wisconsin as much on November the 11th that I did on September the 11th. They're just uh, – I don't think they're as good two months into the season as they were, and injuries obviously playing a big, big
6: role in that. Is Wisconsin an
1: unbeatable team to you at this point?
6: Oh, they're very beatable. Um, I saw Wisconsin at Nebraska about a month ago, and at that time they were, at least for part of that game, they they were clicking on all cylinders in in the second half of that game. um, You know, Wisconsin looked to me like a dominant team, and since then it's been chink by chink out of the armor. You know, Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, the star freshman running back, was hurt for a time. He's back now and ran well at Indiana last week. Um but then you have Quint Quin uh Cephas, Quintes Cephas, their their star receiver who looks like he may be out for the year. Um definitely out for this game against against Iowa on Saturday. Um Dakota Dixon in the secondary, their leading tackler uh is out. Chris Orr, they're one of their two inside linebackers is out uh dixon is questionable sorry it's yeah i mean th- things the injuries are taking a big toll especially in, in, in you know coming out of that indiana game a huge toll on wisconsin so i un- unbeatable is the furthest thing that i would say about wisconsin to me they look vulnerable um you know not just this week against against iowa but next week against michigan at home too i think either one of these these games could uh, could end on the wrong side uh, for, for for the badgers
2: if they do get it 0 and get to 13-0 and 0 and be, beat whoever comes out of the East, there's not a scenario where they don't make it, is there?
6: I don't think so. No, I, I, don't, I, mean, Bob, no, I don't think there's any scenario. I think the committee will find a way to, to get them uh, into the top four. I mean, the worst-case the worst scenario is that these teams in the East just kind of have a round-robin of beating each other, and they're playing a three- or four-loss team in the, in the title game. And you know, win unconvincingly in some fashion, uh, but but even that, I, I think at thirteen and zero as the Big Ten champ, um, their resume would be in, in the top four. Um, you know, it, it would come down to something like: do you take a second SEC team over over uh, over Wisconsin, and maybe there's a way to 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 make all of those teams get into the playoff? But then you're you, you know you're there, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that can happen. But 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 a short answer to the question. No, I think the Badgers are fine if they're thirteen and zero. Much like I, th- I felt Iowa was was fine at thirteen and zero if they had mm-hmm. found a way to beat Michigan State two years ago. Uh, Oklahoma State comes to
1: Jack Trice this week, uh, f- fresh off a. Uh, a shootout uh, as Bedlam normally is, and a crazy finish as it normally is uh, against their in-state uh, rival, Oklahoma. When you watch Oklahoma State play, um, obviously, uh, uh, Rudolph, terrific player. Washington is a star. So is Hill, the running back. I think Washington was banged up in Bedlam. I'm not sure what his status is of whether he's going to be you know, questionable or close to 100%. But uh, what is, uh, what's in store for Iowa State as Oklahoma State pays a visit? Their two losses, TCU and Oklahoma. Iowa state's best two wins uh in a season ever uh how do you how do you see that one
6: yeah yeah if you can beat oklahoma and tcu you can beat oklahoma state and that's the what iowa state has to the the the, the um mantra that it has to take into this game it's just unfortunate that the cyclones didn't play a better first half on saturday at west virginia or you know you would again be looking at a story that was almost hard to believe as it is you know, some of the momentum is coming off of that Iowa State train, and you look at what may happen if they lose this game. Then they're six and four, and it doesn't look as as great as it did after the TCU game. Still good, still a chance to win eight games, but um, you know, you were talking about a, a spot in the Big Twelve championship game uh, if if um, you know things had continued to progress the way that they did uh, two weeks ago against TCU. So, um, I mean, it's it's Oklahoma. You know, we talk about Wisconsin being beatable. Oklahoma State is beatable too, and and you know, part of the reason I say that. Is uh, you know look what happened with with uh, Ohio State and Penn State this past weekend after a classic game, oh uh, uh, you know a week and a half ago now the thirty nine to thirty eight comeback win. Well, I mean bedlam was even more crazy than that sixty two to fifty two. You know I wonder is there a, is there a hangover effect for the Cowboys especially going on road going on the road much like Ohio State and Penn State did after the uh, after the big game in Columbus. I, I, I think that they're vulnerable. I think there's an opportunity for Ohio State. Or I'm sorry, Iowa State to come back home and and uh, and regain some of that momentum that it had against TCU and and have another scene uh, like we saw on uh, uh, the uh, Saturday before Halloween in Ames.
2: Well, Baker Mayfield back to the front of the Heisman conversation, but he got has a TCU probably the best defense he's going to see this year. What do you expect to see with the Horn Frogs and Sooners getting together Saturday?
6: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh... I don't put anything uh, out of Baker Mayfield's reach. You know, he's uh, definitely the favorite now in the in the Heisman race. As uh, Saquon Barkley's stock seems to uh, continue to fall a bit, and Bryce Love has been hurt, did not have a big game uh, last week. So it seems that the quarterbacks are kind of coming back to prominence in this in this race, and Baker is is definitely at the top of the list. He seems. Big for him, other than engineering a, uh, a fourth-quarter game-winning drive against Iowa State. Everything else, uh, he is he is he fully fully ready to handle this year. Um, so maybe the best defense that that, that he's seen uh, this week in TCU, but. Um, I've got to think that he's up to the task, and and uh, you know is ready to put up uh, put up another good offensive game.
1: We know you have a press conference to cover, Mitch. I appreciate you coming on. Enjoy Madison this week, uh, Wisconsin and Iowa, and you'll have it covered at ESPN.com. Thank you, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk to you down the road.
6: Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent.
1: Good to talk to you, Mitch Sherman. Uh, ESPN.com. He's in Iowa City covering the Hawkeyes press conference. That I guess Ferris is, what one o'clock players. He's had time yep. with already. Uh, so Ferentz at one, John Miller at one twenty, Nation dot com. What a gig! Uh, would you like that? Would you be able? To, would you be in for that? What's that? Mid, have you switched jobs with Mitch Sherman? I'm not trying to get rid of you. Yes, yes, sure. I'm <laughs> really not. Uh, but but that'd be pretty. What's cool, the pay? Right? Well, yeah, <laughs> that'd be um, better than radio. Well, it is for sure, right? <laughs> We're in radio after all. Uh-huh. But but still, pretty good. Pretty good gig. Be yeah, yeah. sent to some of the bigger games week after week. He's got two conferences in his backyard: right. Big Twelve, Big Ten. Um you know, unfortunately, with the layoffs, that's why the Big Ten was put on his plate, right? But he's good. He's a terrific uh, reporter, and you know they kept um,
2: some good ones. And he's, he's got a uh, three days in Madison. That can be fun. Madison. So fun. he's going from Iowa City up to Madison for a couple of days, and then for the game. So he won't be back to his home, uh, home outpost in Omaha until Sunday, probably. Right. Yeah.
1: That is a pretty good game. Yeah. <laughs> He's in Madison. Yikes. <laughs> uh, we'll take a timeout. Zubin Mahente. We will catch up with him next. John Miller, 120. Vikings conversation at 140. Tim dot vikingupdate.com. As they're making some news today, Sam Bradford in all likelihood done for the year. Teddy Bridgewater uh, back on the roster. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday, noon to 2 on 1700 KBGG
0: Bells
2: jingle back. Be- Seriously? It's
1: November.
0: All the way. Oh, I it. it's
1: ready or the bells, not?
0: Bells,
4: the holidays are coming. Way. So get ready at the Jared Semi-annual Event, November 10th through 12th. Come enjoy our best prices of the season and discover hundreds of pieces you'll only find at Jared. The Jared Semi-annual Event. That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details.
5: Hey, it's me! The Donkey Emoji! Eey, aw. I just want to say, if you're texting and driving, you're acting like a jack. Put down the phone, focus on the road, and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa.
0: From the co-executive producer of Game of Thrones. My friends, there are devils out there and the producer and director of Logan. We are at war between the people that live in this country and those that mean to control it. In a battle between rich and poor, brother versus brother. You're going to save my poor, mortal son. No, I'll kill you and drag you to hell with Damnation, me. a new original series. Tonight, 10, 9 central, only on USA. The holidays are here, and Christmas trees are at the Home Depot. Come in now and pick from your choice of seven-and-a-half-foot artificial Christmas trees for just 99 bucks. Big or small, multicolor or white lights, together we'll deck the halls. With your choice of seven-and-a-half-foot artificial trees for just 99 bucks. Plus free shipping on all holiday decor. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid November 2nd through 8th. While supplies last, selection may vary by store. Some exclusions apply. Limit three per customer. See store for details.
2: 1700 KBGG is your home for high school football. Join me, Trent Condon, each and every Friday night starting at 7 o'clock for the Central Iowa Game of the Week. After the game, keep it locked on 1700 KBGG for the Hart-Tongue and Schrader Scoreboard Show. We'll take you up until 11 o'clock with scores from across the state of Iowa. Your home for high school sports, 1700 KBGG. It's the semifinals from the Unidome Dowling Catholic Ankeny Centennial. a Playoff edition Friday night on 1700.
6: You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR.
2: Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and T C. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. The holidays
1: are around the corner. A merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Amanda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org. The Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred K B G G. Coming up in the one o'clock hour, uh, John Miller, Hawkeynation.com and Tim Yoder, dot com, Bridgewater. Off the pup list, back onto the roster, Sam Bradford's year in all likelihood is done, although they haven't made it official yet. Uh, seems as though the Vikings are headed down that path as uh, far as their week one starter. Let's get Zubin Mahente in here, ESPN.com, or ESPN.com, ESPN Sports Center, etc. Uh, Zubin joins us. Uh, Zubin, good to talk to you. How's things? Busy,
5: busy. I think this is going to be really interesting here, what's going to happen down the stretch in college football, especially with tonight's rankings. I don't think it's going to be upsetting the apple cart too much, but you know, in your neck of the woods, big 10 country, you got to keep an eye on Wisconsin, obviously that whole chatter. And I think you got to keep an eye on Oklahoma. I I guess the uh, big 10 East has sort of devolved itself out, but there's a couple of pretty interesting things in the conferences you guys follow that are going to be really
1: important tonight. Yeah. No question about it. Zubin. Well, let's go in the top four, the four that matter uh, you don't think there's going to be any change at the top, do you? Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson. I mean, it looks as though, I, mean, I guess if there is, maybe it would be flip-flopping the two SEC schools, although I'm not sure what Georgia would have done wrong in a week's time to lose that spot. But um, in the top four, any change in your opinion? Wow, didn't like that uh, question. Well, it's a, You know what, I think I stumped them, Trent, no. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Uh I'll answer the question. The, the answer is no. <laughs> I think I think probably in the top five there's going to be no change. Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, um I don't think what them beating Oklahoma State is more impressive than Clemson's win this past week. Um but that's how I see it. Now below that, obviously, there's going to be a ton of carnage. What I'm looking forward to watching is where does Wisconsin they're at nine. Where? How high do they move up in the standings? They've got three. There's two teams ahead of them that, that lost. Ohio State lost. Penn State lost. Wisconsin <laughs> was nine after week one. Do they get into the top six? Zubin, uh, well, let's go with Wisconsin. They had uh, Ohio State was uh, was six. Penn State was seven. They both lost. Does the unbeaten Big Ten representative uh, move up to six? Do they leapfrog TCU, or do they stay below TCU?
5: That's a really tough question, Ken. Sorry about the technical difficulties there. Um, my thing with them is when Kirby Hokert came out last Tuesday night, and he just laid it on the table, and I think a lot of these guys can get a lot of criticism, Jeff Long, Kirby Hokert, the guys that have been the spokespeople. But at the end of the day, people just want to know the transparency. They may not agree. They may disagree. But tell us but when why. he came out, yeah. yeah, and he came out straight up and said, listen, Um, they're starting to schedule just not getting it done. Kind of like last year when they were dealing with Washington just kind of being on the periphery, are they in, are they out? It was really left up to the media and the pundits and the fans to sit there and say, look at this non-conference schedule. Man, they're going to have no margin of error. Now, obviously, they did lose to USC and still make it in. But I felt last year when Washington is, quote-unquote, last year's Wisconsin, good team, legacy program, not quite sure who they've played, Um, but that didn't seem to be as driven as much by the committee, Ken. This one seems to be much more driven by Hokut himself, and to me that was the most interesting part about it all because I don't know where Michigan is going to be ranked the next time they play Wisconsin, which will be in Madison later this month, but other than that, I don't think until they get to the Big Ten title game they will have a ranked opponent on their schedule. So I understand where Hokut's coming from. I was just very surprised, but pleasantly surprised, I I would add, that he just said, Listen, here's the deal. This is why there's six, at the moment, six one-loss teams heading into last Saturday, when he made that comment, on Tuesday heading into last Saturday. This is why there's six one-loss teams ahead of Wisconsin. Obviously, it's obviously a huge week for Miami, too. But I I just, from the standpoint of just being pretty clear and saying, here's the deal, there's nothing Wisconsin can do to change their schedule, so it's not like they can do anything to change the minds of Hokett. But I like that he just came out and said, listen, here's our rationale um, and that's something I really haven't seen too much in the first three years of the
1: committee. Let me add one one more on that with, with Wisconsin, Zubin. If Iowa, if Iowa sneaks into the poll tonight, and if they do, obviously it would be 25, does, does that help Wisconsin, assuming that they, and I, this is far from uh, far from a sure thing because I'm not sure Wisconsin will beat Iowa this week, but if Iowa's ranked and if they do beat them, does that help them in the eyes of the committee that there's their ranked team that they beat?
5: I think so, because I think the win over Ohio State, while it opened a ton of people's eyes, I think also, even though Penn State lost last Saturday and is a two-loss team, I still think people believe they're a quality team. And it will harken back to when, obviously, Penn State won on the last play at Kinnick at night. And if there's anything that can do, it can just bolster the notion that, uh, you know, uh, a play here or a play there, and I'm not exaggerating here, right? A play here or a play there. Mm -hmm and Iowa defeats both Ohio State and Penn State. Um, and I don't think anybody could have saw that coming before the start of the season. And that, I mean, obviously, not to mention the Iowa State win, which obviously looks very good now, uh, considering when it happened early in the season. Those are three of the better wins, Ken. Now, obviously, that's not a win because the Penn State game is a loss. Right. But if you were to look at Iowa and just say they played these three teams to within a whisker of being 3-0, and now, granted, it also is a whisker of being 1-2, because Iowa State could have won that game as well. But the bottom line is the best-case scenario is Iowa could have been 3-0, and uh, and two of those wins could have come against two teams that people definitely thought were angling for the college football playoffs. So I think if Iowa sneaks in, I think it could actually do wonders uh, for Wisconsin. The biggest thing is we tend to focus, like you said, on the top four and just who's on the outside looking in. But, you know, the committee does rank down to 25, yeah. and you know that's kind of the reason why going into last week, I know it's a little different now, you know, but Going into last week, uh, Arizona was ranked 22nd, and besides the notion of uh, their ranking, that's part of the reason Khalil Tate has become the kind of Heisman candidate. He's become great story off the bench, wouldn't have played if there wasn't an injury, but just having that number next to your name can validate so many things, whether it's a Heisman candidate for Tate, which might be gone now because they don't have that number next to their name, or, or it just could be in terms of ranking, so... Um, I definitely feel like even teams like 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25, while they have no hope of reaching the playoffs, they can certainly pay dividends for teams above them in the rankings.
2: Zubin, Ohio State has recruited very well. They uh, are highly ranked year after year. (laughs) Yet they've been blown out twice this year by Iowa and Oklahoma, including a home game with the Sooners in that one. They're not national championship good, even with all those great recruits. Is there something wrong with Ohio State? From the people we talk to and from a lot of the stuff that's been out there, uh, their offensive
5: line is just not performing. And, again, this is difficult because, you know, I would say the guys that are playing second string for them right now, the guys that are waiting their turn, uh, could probably start for most of the programs in the country. And I'm not just using that as a -a vis-a-vis because Iowa's offensive line over the course of the Terrence era has been a huge strength. I'm just saying that from what I hear, when you have guys like Dobbins and when you guys, I mean, Dobbins ran for 181 yards in his first game, looked unstoppable. Weber was injured last year, but you have that sort of firepower. I believe that a lot of our guys are saying their offensive line play is just not where it needs to be. The one thing I would say, though, again, because this is a disastrous performance for JT Barrett coming off of the incredible rally against Penn State, um, this loss basically cemented the notion um, of how JT Barrett is going to be remembered by Ohio State mm-hmm. fans. Yep. He did finish fifth in the 2014 Heisman Trophy voting. Nobody seems to care about that because of what Cardell Jones did. Uh, he is going to finish mm-hmm. near at the top of many Ohio State individual records. It's, Kirk Herbstreit has told me before on SportsCenter that this is one of the greatest quarterbacks in Buckeyes history, but this is a program that's defined more by national titles. And so I, while Kirk's you know, words carry a lot of weight with Buckeye Nation, Uh, They they need somebody that's been a title winner. Uh, They need somebody that's been a Heisman winner. And I think over the course of time, JT's career will be looked upon favorably. It'll be looked upon favorably in retrospect, many years down the line. But this loss sort of, I think, made people validate their concerns about him the whole time. I think it's totally unfair. His body of work is as good as any quarterback Ohio State's had. If you look at it collectively over the course of the last several years, But because of the expectation level and because of the two losses in his last year, guys, I think it will not be looked at that way. And I think that's unfortunate because I think he's a far better quarterback than what people are making about to be.
1: Hmm. Zubin, it seems like it's turned the clock back weekend. It was last year, last weekend literally, but this coming weekend <laughs> when it concerns uh, college football. Notre Dame and Miami, the Catholics versus the convicts. ABC's got it. The A-team is going to be there. Uh, Zubin, uh, uh, who saw this one coming, right, when the schedule came out that this is going to be primetime ABC and Notre Dame's going to be uh, on their way to the playoff and Miami's going to be doing what they're doing with an unbeaten record and they were unbelievably uh, per, uh, performance last week. That was the that's the thing that I took away most from this past weekend. Just how wrong I was about the U. They are legit. Uh, Notre Dame, Miami, this coming Saturday night with huge, huge stakes.
5: Oh no question. A couple of weeks ago on SportsCenter we had Manny Diaz on, and Max Manny actually used to work at ESPN. So we we're able to pull a couple of strings. I think he chose the right career path. I'm pretty sure when he got mm-hmm. fired by Texas, I think he was making a half million a year. So I think he made the right choice, but right. Um, he's Miami's defensive coordinator right now. And what he has really said is um, there's two things. There's so much conversation. Is the U back? Is uh, The first question I asked him, I said, um, everybody's saying the U is back. This is before the Virginia Tech game. Everyone's saying the U is back. Um, What constitutes being back? Or this may have even been before the North Carolina game, which was a couple weeks ago. And he goes, you back? (laughs) National title. That's it. Um, You know, because they've never played. Think about this. Miami, since joining the ACC, this is incredible. They have never won the division. Never. They have never played in the ACC championship game. Never. Which obviously leads you to determine they've never won the ACC championship game. But they've never even won the division. Can you imagine when Miami joined with Virginia Tech, And the Florida State already there. This was going to be the next big conference Mm -hmm. in college football, not the FCC. This was going to be the great triumvirate. And they have everything in front of them. I love that they have a guy named Testaverde on their team. I love they have a guy named Irvin on their Mm -hmm. team, um, Lineage. I love that. But I think while a lot of people are looking at the quarterback position and looking at the quarterback position for Notre Dame too with Wimbush, it's Miami's defense that I think will basically determine how far They go. As for Notre Dame, even if they win this game, they got Stanford, who I know is a little bit stubbed their toe a little bit this year. Um, But that's going to be a very difficult game for them. I believe Notre Dame's schedule, in my opinion, is a little bit more difficult than Miami's down the stretch. Even though Miami would potentially have an ACC title game to play, Um, but I think it's going to be tougher for Notre Dame to make it through um, without without another loss, I should say, uh, than it will be for Miami uh, to run the table. But I think Miami's defense is the real thing to watch in this game. It doesn't get a lot of attention. Um, but I think in this particular case, it's probably the most important component uh, of their squad. And by the way, Ken Lasting, mm. I think you really got to give a ton of credit. I told this to Manny Diaz, too. And I, I mean, I think he agreed with me, but it was a pretty conciliatory thought. So I thought he would. You got to give a lot of credit here to Rick because half the guys on George's team, yes, they're Kirby's guys, no doubt. But the other half are Rick's guys.
2: Mm-hmm. And
5: almost all the guys on this Miami team, not almost all, but many of the guys, the impact players, are Ricked guys. So for a guy that couldn't quite get over the hump, And for a guy that was never quite good enough in the SEC, and people, the jury is still out because he's not a dynamic personality guy in the ACC, he is having a hand in the formation. And, again, I'm taking nothing away from Kirby Smart. He's done it. But he has had his hand in the progression of two incredible programs simultaneously, even though he's not running anything day-to-day at Georgia. His imprint still lives on there. He's still got Chubb and Michelle and all these guys that were his guys. Um, So I think he's really validated himself. In the minds of two programs this year, to be honest.
1: Excellent point, Zubin. We're out of time. Uh, great stuff as always. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you, Zubin. Anytime, guys. Take care. Well, good to talk to you, Zubin Mahente, ESPN. As we wrap up the uh, twelve o'clock
2: hour, you all right? You got a little coughing fit? Yeah, I'm, I'm having problems. You got uh, all day tomorrow volleyball. I do. I need Friday to... night. You're going to be at the dome. Yes, I need to be strong. I went on a little extra longer run this morning. That's what you think it is, and I. Push myself more than I should have, coming down the hill. Right, it's downhill on the way back on my route. You gotta like that. And, that's, anyway, yo, that's that's why I mapped it out that way. But uh, I was kicking it this morning, yeah, and boy. since then, yeah, it's it's not going very well. Trent well. Condon in full flight. Yeah, well, you know how quick that is. Yeah, not very. Uh, we'll take a timeout. The one o'clock
1: hours next. John Miller one twenty. Tim Yoder Viking update one forty. Uh, Trent and I continue on the Ken Miller Show It's seventeen hundred KBGG
0: sunday night monday night and thursday night football from westwood one only on 1700 kbgg Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Hawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones.
4: This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State.
0: And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes.
4: We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones
0: and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Hawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com
4: to embrace the rivalry.
5: Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Jingle
1: bells, Seriously? It's November.
0: Ready or not,
4: the holidays are coming. So get ready at the Jared Semi Annual Event, November 10th through 12th. Come enjoy our best prices of the season and discover hundreds of pieces you'll only find at Jared. The Jared Semi-Annual Event. That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details.
1: I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%. APR, 4.05%. But choosing the right
4: mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most Innovative technology matter. If working with America's number one online lender matters to you,
0: call Quicken Loans today at 800 Quicken or go to RocketMortgage.com.
4: Equal Housing Lender, NMLS Number 3030.
0: This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Afternoons, we talk sports on seventeen hundred with Jimmy B and DC. It's been a pleasure to be on seventeen hundred KBGG. It's the big talker in Des
5: Moines.
0: Keep the MNL. News, Sports, and a whole lot more.